We're building the best Internet talk radio on the planet. It is worldwide. TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. It's time for Healthy Talk Radio. Healthy Talk Radio with Julian Whitaker, MD, America's wellness doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's first lady of health. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Global Health Network and across the world wide web. <gasps> Computers can do that? It's America's longest running radio program dedicated to your health and wellness. What's taking place here is an alternative approach. Get in on the phone lines now by calling 1 800 307 3002. Now, here's Dr. Whitaker and Deborah Ray. Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. Well, it's a new study showing that airline meals are unhealthy. In fact, it was healthier to eat a Big Mac, fries, and a strawberry sundae than to eat most airline dinners. But apparently some airlines are are making a difference. In fact, United has a vegetarian-friendly pack that actually has a little emergency, a 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C, as part of your airline meal. Well, he joins us on a regular basis. He is our resident medical expert. You know him best as America's wellness doctor, Julian Whitaker, M.D. We'll learn a little bit more about some of the interesting unfolding research and clinical practice behind an interesting immune stimulant from fermented wheat, Avamar. We'll be speaking today with Dr. Jim Laval about uh, Avamar and autoimmunity. You'll learn more. We invite you to join us as always. Any of your health care questions, at 1-800-307-3002 right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Now the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest. Our mission, to provide you that health care news and views uh, from credible sources that you won't hear anywhere else, brings to us America's Wellness, Dr. Julian Whitaker, M.D. Dr. Whitaker, hello and welcome. Hello, Deborah. How are you? I'm well. Well, this is uh, of interest. It's uh, published in the current American Heart Association's journal Circulation. Uh, Dr. Whitaker, British research uh, indicating that men in the upper 25% of testosterone levels had a better than 40% lower risk of dying from heart attack. In fact, they found that uh, high um, levels of the male hormone testosterone appeared not only to protect men from fatal heart attacks, but death from all manner of causes. They were quick to note, though, don't begin taking a testosterone supplementation. So the, the reduction in heart death was 30%, is that correct? Uh, men in the upper 25% of, of testosterone levels had a 41%, 41% lower risk of dying from heart attack. Do you know that the statin drugs only accomplish about a 30% reduction yeah, yeah, at best? Yeah. And they want people to take 10 million of them. They want 10 million people to take them, but testosterone which is bioidentical, which would be solving the problem which we've discussed on this show numerous times, and that is that the testosterone levels in men, for some reason, right. has dropped uh, 20% over the last 40 years, that it reduces heart death and other causes of death 40% or greater, and yet we have to have more studies <laughs> before we give men a natural a naturally occurring substance produced by their own bodies in which many of them are deficient 
It's just insane to me. It is. 40% compared to 30% with drugs that block coenzyme Q10, cause global amnesia, you know, cause all other kinds of problems, and yet we have to have other studies before we simply replenish naturally occurring substances such as testosterone in men before we're going to do anything. That is insane. This was a 10-year study of better than 11,600 British men. Well, this is interesting as well. They they comment um, on this um, this published study um, that's actually going to be uh, uh, printed in the upcoming April edition of the Journal of the Federation of American Societies for Experimental Biology. There's a large <laughs> mouthful. Canadian research. <laughs> Don't try to say that again. <laughs> For sure. Canadian research indicating that we can actually change the, the physical composition of our brains depending upon the source of fats in our diet. Why they were interested in that is because they find in the brains of people with Parkinson's there is a predominance of omega-6 to mm. omega-3 fatty acids. In fact, they said the average intake of DHA in North America is 60 milligrams a day, where the minimum is 250. And there's something about um, having more omega-3 to omega-6 in our brains that can help ward off Parkinson's disease, Dr. Whitaker. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. This is, gosh, that is wonderful. I have all of my patients taking fish oil. And I tell them when you take fish oil... Dosage matters. That means take fish oil at the rate of about 5 to 10 grams a day. And when they've had a heart attack or they've had an angioplasty or a stent, I put them on 10 to 15 grams a day and so that they get ample amounts of omega-3s and DHAs uh, in their system on a regular basis to simply keep the blood thin and to improve their cardiovascular health. But as... Um, as Dr. Perlmutter was saying, you are turning off the fire yeah, that causes yeah. Parkinson's disease when you use the omega-3 fatty acids to reduce the inflammation so intimately associated with the onset of Parkinson's. So simply, uh, you know, reaching the optimum levels of the omega-3 fatty acids in the, that are found in fish would substantially reduce the risk of Parkinson's disease. What a wonderful thing. And certainly appropriate because just yesterday I was not aware of this news about uh, Dr. Thomas Grayboys. We've talked about his famed second opinion study uh, mm-hmm. several times, Dr. Whitaker. I didn't know that he uh, actually um, prematurely retired from clinical practice last year um, because he has developed Parkinson's. Parkinson's. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm going to give him a call. Absolutely. Yeah, I know him. I will call him and I will let him know this information. That study was published in what journal? Um, the Federation of the American Societies for Experimental Biology. I'll send you the link. Wonderful. Well, this is uh, interesting indeed. Cincinnati Children's Hospital leading a national study that gave bone scans to healthy children to see how bone mass is accumulated. accumulated. And the, the, the bottom line is that they are seeing rickets now unlike they ever did even 40 years ago. Um, that we are seeing because our children <laughs> just don't get sunlight exposure, uh, rickets, um, and um, they, they go on to, to note that uh, rickets, if caught uh, early, can be cured with high-dose infusions of vitamin D and calcium. 
But um, too little calcium, too little vitamin D, too little sunshine, too little exercise, um, we actually have amazing levels of rickets and soft bones in our children in this country. Well, this is the, what is this, the vitamin D omega-3 fatty acid uh, <laughs> it is. radio show. It is. So, you know, they don't need to do it intravenously. And they should simply have their children on 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams a day of vitamin D. It can come with calcium. It doesn't have to come with calcium. Uh, you know, and I want to start telling our patients to just take 2,000 milligrams of 2,000 units of vitamin D yearly. You know, this because the benefits of uh, the larger amounts of vitamin D we keep reporting, you know, reduction in cancer, reduction in a lot of other things as well and improvement in health conditions with the vitamin D. Um, again, vitamin D and the omega-3 fatty acids, it comes up daily with us. And speaking of benefits, um, this was interesting data um, uh, revealed from this, that even a 10% deficit in your bone mass when you finish adolescence, when you're only 17, means you're upping your risk of osteoporosis and fractures by 50%. So bone density, when you have growing bones, does make a difference, Dr. Whitaker. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. This it brings to mind what I've said here frequently. We have the potential. Each individual has the potential. With the knowledge we know about the nutritional supplementations, these, these uh, very active orthomolecular substances, to become healthier than at any time, in human civilization. We have the equal opportunity to become more ill than in any time in human history, uh, which is kind of a stretch because it was very difficult to stay well 500 years ago. But let's say over the last 100 years, you can have the op- you now have the opportunity to become exceptionally ill unless you take care of yourself by taking the the, uh, the um, active and the shown uh, uh, supplements that engender health, you really can reach optimal health uh, easier today than at any time in history. Absolutely. Well, we're going to return uh, to talk with Dr. Jim Laval today. We'll uh, talk about autoimmunity. Uh, there's some interesting research uh, also out about starching raises the risk of diabetes. And, of course, uh, that goes back to that feedlot mentality. So I'm sure we'll take that up as well. It appears in the current archives of internal medicine. As always, we're here for you. Our lines are open. Any of your health care questions with America's wellness doctor, Gene Whitaker, MD, joining us today, it's one 800 307 1-800-307-3002 Dr. Jim Laval joining us today to talk about autoimmunity on Healthy Talk Radio America's first source for breaking healthcare news and up to the minute healthcare information Healthy Talk Radio with Deborah Ray and America's wellness doctor Julian Whitaker, M.D. As always, our line's open. It's a toll-free number no matter where you're listening to us at 1-800-307-3002. On the table today was to talk about autoimmunity uh, with Dr. Jim Laval. Before we get to that, um, uh, 
Very interesting Boston University research uh, uh, in this week's Archives of Internal Medicine. Uh, Dr. Whitaker, really speaking to what I know you have uh, both written about in your new weight loss book as well as uh, talked about on the air, and that is that feedlot mentality has made a difference. Boston University took a look at... um, um, uh, African-American women uh, filling out regular uh, dietary questionnaires uh, every two years uh, starting, let's say, 12 years ago. Those who ate the most feedlot food, <laughs> the starchy diets, um, had the most diabetes, Dr. Whitaker. It, it just adds to the evidence that when we changed over to glorify starch and only starch, then we began getting fat. And uh, it started back in the 1970s when Senator uh, McGovern, you know, came out with the dietary goals of the United States. That was a huge influence on the uh, the food industry. They became they came out with all these low fat and non fat items. And when you take <clears throat> the fat calories out of the system, then what you what you've got is only uh, carbohydrates and proteins. And that is too much, way too much starch in the form, in the grain bread, in the breads, in the pastas, in this type of uh, food. And it's not so much portion control as it is um, composition. The increase in the starch is what caused us all to uh, balloon up and have diabetes, etc. So we need to go back to more fruits and vegetables and uh, low, um, low calorie proteins. Interesting footnote here. They noted that um, because of the low intake of magnesium, because of uh, eating all the refined grains, uh, there was a high incidence of not only diabetes, but blood pressure problems too, Dr. Whitaker. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's uh, magnesium. We give everybody magnesium. Uh, you know, and I think that people normally you want to take about 500 milligrams of magnesium, ba- balance it with calcium. But I think about a thousand milligrams a day of magnesium in supplement form uh, goes a long way to preventing diabetes. There have been studies to show that even when people have diabetes, if they simply take more magnesium, blood sugar levels go down, uh, insulin requirements go down, medication requirements go down from magnesium alone. So magnesium is very useful in the in the uh, handling and treatment of, of patients with diabetes of both kinds. Which is a perfect segue to uh, a discussion about uh, new, uh, science-based nutrient supplementation. Uh, we got to so much interest when we began the discussion with a, a noted research scientist, a clinician, educator, and author, Dr. Jim Laval, pharmacist, uh, doctor of naturopathy, clinical nutritionist. Uh, he joins us today to talk about uh, research on in- an intriguing natural medicine, a fermented wheat extract, particularly focusing today on autoimmunity, with Dr. Jim Laval joining us today. Jim, thanks for joining Dr. Whitaker and me here today. Oh, great to be with you guys. Good morning, Jim. So nice to have you. So for people who perhaps missed our original conversation, tell us about, uh, uh, for example, what, Jim, your study, um, uh, your interest, uh, you know, your story in terms of how you found out about um, this un- intriguing research. I understand you actually made a trip uh, to take a look at uh, what research and clinical practice was being done with this fermented wheat germ extract? Absolutely, it was. You know, it was interesting, uh, Deborah. What what happened was I got a call because you know uh, I do a lot of research in the area of new 
or innovative extractions in kind of the natural medicine world. So a lot of times uh, different companies will call me and they'll say, hey, we, you know, we, we've heard about this. We're pretty darn interested in it. You know, could you go and check it out for us and see if you think the science is real on it or not? And so actually it was about, I guess, four, four years ago at this point or five years ago that uh, I got a call. And they said, you know, there's this extract out of uh, Hungary that they're using as adjunctive or supportive care for cancer patients, but it, and it has some pretty dramatic results that they're seeing. And then in addition to that, it has some other benefits like in autoimmune disorders that it looks like the, the evidence is showing that it could be a benefit. And I was like, wow, that's a pretty... Uh, you know, pretty strong claim there, so uh, I'll be glad to go over and check it out. And so when I went over, you know, it was very interesting because, first of all, the the, the research who who first figured this out was a scientist by the name of Albert St. Gorgie. And, you know, Albert St. Gorgie is, you know, a Nobel Prize laureate. And, you know, he figured out the vitamin C and helped figure out how cells make energy. So, you know, it's... It, it, Right away, your ears are perked up when somebody of that scientific stature is saying, you know, hey, I think there's a compound that could help to influence how cancer cells tend to fuel themselves and survive. Well, when I, as I got over there, uh, the, the most interesting part of it was is the first place I got taken was to a pediatric uh, hospital. So it was the Children's Hospital in Budapest. And I went to the head of oncology there. So, you know, right away I'm, I'm thinking, wow, I mean, I'm going into Children's Hospital, head of oncology, and uh, this physician had done a study where he had looked at children who were using uh, this fermented wheat germ extract uh, versus children who weren't using it, and they were undergoing the same uh, chemotherapy regimens. And the big risk on children that are undergoing chemotherapy, you know, for childhood cancers like leukemias is that if they don't get the full dose of the chemotherapy and they don't, they don't do as well later in life, there's more risk of them actually, uh, having reoccurrences and having other, uh, immune issues later in life. And so if you can keep a child on track, uh, it's important. One of the big risk factors is, of course, something called febrile neutropenia where, uh, you could have a life-threatening reaction after you uh, have chemotherapy given to you as a child and your fever spikes up and you got to get them to the hospital right away. Well, this doctor has all this data showing, you know, 50% reduction in febrile neutropenia in, the, in children. I thought, wow, that's big. Well, then they, I went and I talked to 50 patients, you know, adults that were also using it that had various forms of cancers that they were living way past their, I guess, data expected life expectancy. I hate putting it that way because I'm, you know, I always think everybody's an individual, but the reality was people were living longer than they really should have been by, in, you know, incorporating this fermented wheat germ into their program. And so, you know, what became very apparent to me was is that, you know, looking at the 100 studies that were performed, the 30 studies, I believe now, that are published in primary reference journals, and that this, this was actually a medical food that was uh, recommended by physicians in Europe uh, for people with various metastatic diseases where, you know, their cancer is spread past its primary uh, site. And, I mean, to me, uh, it, it just added up really quick that this is a very powerful ingredient. Jim, that's fascinating. Let me uh, cut a little bit more to the chase now in terms of the mechanism, or rather the product is wheat germ that is fermented. Is that correct? That's correct. 
All right, and so it substantially improves the immune system to battle cancer, and the studies in uh, the children showed substantial longevity and also in other cancers. Now, I was I use this myself. I uh, you know I will grind up my flaxseed every morning, which we talk about on the show every day. Tear open a packet of Ave, throw it into the flaxseed, mix it up, and gulp it down. There you go. Uh, so uh, I use it every day. We've written I've written about this in the newsletter. How uh, does it help uh, other people who don't have cancer? Because I'm fascinated in the immune uh, modulating aspects of this fermented, fermented wheat germ. Talk about the, how it improves the immune uh, competence of so That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, this is an important point because, you know, you guys were opened up the, uh, the hour talking about diabetes. But one of the primary things about diabetes and when you're eating that high-starch diet is that you develop something called insulin resistance and you start to trigger inflammation chemistry, meaning you're setting off little fires in your, in your body's immune system, basically, where you create an imbalance in how your immune system is functioning, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's always a little overreactive, a little overstimulated, which means that you lead to quicker destruction as we age Every one of us become more autoimmune. I mean, so, so every day Jim, we wake up, our body time. kind of forces us out in that direction. And we don't want to miss a minute. Hold that thought. We'll be back with Dr. Jim Laval, Dr. Julian Whitaker. Our line's open to talk to you on Healthy Talk Radio. The information on Healthy Talk Radio may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but it might just be good for your health. Now, here's Julian Whitaker, M.D., America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's First Lady of Health. Our lines open. They are each and every day during this time at 1-800-307-3002. A special guest joining us today to talk about some interesting uh, published research and clinical practice uh, regarding a fermented wheat germ extract coming out of Europe, a potential benefit in cancer. We're focusing particularly on autoimmunity today and that mechanism of action. And we didn't want to cut you short, Jim. Please continue. Well, once again, the whole, the whole process is, is that when you have chronic inflammatory processes going on, and that can go on because you're eating, you know, a high starch diet, it can go on because you're exposed to heavy metals, it can be excessive stress, maybe drug therapy has depleted nutrients out of you. Uh, anything could trigger that chronic inflammatory process. When that occurs, you kind of have a teeter-totter balance between activating your immune system and suppressing your immune system. The teeter-totter kind of moves towards activation when you get under chronic inflammation, and, you're, and basically your immune system gets what's called Th2 activation, T helper cell 2 activation. I know it sounds a little technical, but you got, you know, activator, suppressor. What's interesting about wheat, this fermented wheat germ extract is that depending on where your immune system is sitting, meaning how is it in balance or, in, you know, out of balance, it actually helps the immune system to aright itself. So in situations where you have autoimmunity, meaning you know conditions like rheumatoid arthritis or multiple sclerosis or Sjogren's syndrome or lupus, which are becoming incredibly common nowadays because yes, of the they fact are. that we've got environmental load and all these other issues like stress and poor eating that are driving these conditions. So what happens is... You know, that imbalance shifts, and when you use fermented wheat germ extract, it helps to kind of get that teeter-totter where the, the Th2 cells or the activation cells quiet down, 
suppressor cells come up. Uh, Jim, hold on. Let me let me stop you right there because I want to clarify this. Now, the studies have shown that this activated wheat germ actually reduces the uh, inflammatory responses. Is that correct? That's exactly right. All right. That alone makes it exceptionally valuable. One of the problems I have with this product is that on the shelf, you don't know what it does. It's not like uh, B12. It's not like vitamin D. It's not like one of the common things that we recommend. It It is hiding. It's camouflaged because it is a powder. It's wheat germ. It's fermented. And it has these incredible uh, physiologic effects that you just can't put a sign on Ave and say this is what this does. That's I'm right. exceptionally fascinated with the use of this product, uh, with the mechanism of this product, because we use it in the clinic. I've written about it in the newsletter, and uh, it's like lying in the grass. You know, I could, I could not agree with you more. And the people who would get benefit from this product are, of course, everybody. You know, but that's everybody says that about every nutritional supplement, which is true, <laughs> right? But the people who would get benefit are millions of people that would have diabetes, the tens of millions of people that would have uh, any kind of inflammatory arthritis, the tens of millions of people who would have any kind of inflammatory product, and the tens of millions who are actually aging, because as we age, our inflammatory products increases, and particularly those who are in a battle with cancer. Here is something over-the-counter that could be mixed in with uh, with any kind of protein drink. I do it with my flaxseed, and I have patients doing it with their with whatever they wish, um, to, just to get this fermented wheat into the system. And you use two words that I think are unique, uh, which are, are going to become more and more a part of our vocabulary, and that is medical food. Um, there are many foods that have such power that the accurate placement of the term medical beside them makes sense. I think some of the uh, dark uh, juices are going to become medical, you know, will we'll, uh, uh, we'll have the research to show medical activity to the state that it has medical food. But there's no question that this Ave uh, has that, and I just want listeners to realize that you're not going to see a blaring sign about all this information because it's fermented wheat germ and it acts to improve the inflammation um, activity. How about its use in, if you have any idea, that it might be helpful in irritable bowel? Well, it makes sense that it would be. That's a, Dr. Whitaker, that's a great insight because it actually would make a lot of sense in irritable bowel because it modulates TNF-alpha. And TNF-alpha, you know, shortened for tumor necrosis factor alpha, and irritable bowel cases tend to have higher TNF-alpha levels, meaning that their inflammation's been turned up in their intestine. And truthfully, Mm -hmm. a lot of us that are, you know, in integrative care realize that a lot of autoimmunity starts in the bowel, and the immune system is is dysregulated in, in, you know, reacting to foods and environmental load that exactly is happening in the gut. And so when you use Ave and you're modulating TNF-alpha, you're going to help the inflammatory expression in the intestine that we're, and I really believe everything from irritable bowel to, because you know this as well, colitis, 
ulcerative mm-hmm. colitis, all of these things are on the rise because of the continued assault on our immune system in the intestine. Now, what's even more interesting is that you see that it literally knocks down inflammatory markers like, um, you know, there's a marker called ESR in lupus, uh, and it's been shown in studies that it helps to dampen that. And so there's really some interesting what does Jim, Jim, what does ESR stand for? Well, it's, a, it's, an ES, it's an eosinophil reading. So what it's right. really okay. it's doing is you're mm-hmm. measuring a kind of uh, inflam- inflammation response from your white blood cells right. in your yeah. body. Very and high so with it's, allergies, it's making too. making you cool yeah. that over-responsive immune system down. This is a this is a remarkable substance, um, and again, my concern is it it's it's lying in the grass. You know, it's I, not. I, you know what, Doctor Whitaker, I haven't seen a, a, an ingredient where they've really elucidated all these mechanisms. They've really figured out what it's doing, and if and if we're all keyed into the fact that what's making people get ill today is chronic inflammatory yeah, process brought on, and you know from. You know, dietary change, stress, environment, drug history, disease history, lack of exercise. So we got all these things swirling around us, making our body shift into inflammation. Anything we can do to dampen that chronic inflammatory response is going to help retard that process of aging as well as marching us towards chronic illness. I haven't found anything with as strong a science that... It affects no. so many different parameters. You know, I'm fascinated. Alvis Finch Georgie figured this out. Uh, Alvis Finch Georgie, as you know and we know him, but I, I, he won the Nobel Prize, I think it was back in the 30s, yep. for elucidating the actual chemical formula and mechanism of ascorbic acid. That's right. Which ushered in, as far as I'm concerned, this orthomolecular medicine age. It ushered it in. And um, the fermentation of wheat germ. To create a medical food of this kind of power, that in the scientific studies, you see, the scientific Deborah and I talk about scientific studies of orthomolecular substances to we're blue in the face. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, we would love to have, uh, you know, those um, uh, naysayers saying, "Show me the science," and say, "Okay, sit down and listen." Uh, when we talk about the science of some of the things we talk about, but. I'm fascinated that you could take wheat germ, which is a, just a natural problem. I mean, you know, it's just part of wheat, and ferment it. And ferment it means that you are putting it through a process, the same kind of process you do with grapes for uh, alcohol and, and wine, with uh, uh, barley and hops um, that you use for beer. It doesn't create alcohol in this in this um, powder, but the fermentation process is releasing something, is altering something. Uh, in the wheat germ to have such a additional such a power on the inflammatory markers and um, so it's it's a fascinating uh, subject and I'm wondering how the wheat germ gets altered you know um, uh, we still look at doctors are always looking for the rifle for the bullet you know the rifle shot the key. that's right I mean but it doesn't make any sense you know I don't treat my patients like that. I treat my patients with a shotgun, and that is everything that's going to help you, I want you on. And uh, But the mechanism of this activated wheat germ to do those kinds of things with inflammatory markers and those kinds of things with immune system and those kind of things to enhance the body to throw off very serious cancers. You know, we haven't made any progress in cancer in conventional medicine in over a 100 years. 
yet we spend trillions of dollars continuing doing the same things over and over again. You know, we are so we're so uh, uh, much of a failure in cancer. That's why everybody's afraid of cancer. They know what we're doing in conventional medicine doesn't work, so they fear cancer. But here we have something that can naturally improve the body's battle against cancer, which is something I'm very interested in, because cancer, I think, has a, a different immune system. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, what's interesting about all of it is, is when you really look at the progression, when you look at autoimmunity, and, you know, take uh, examples, when people begin to get visceral fat and they're insulin resistant, so they gain belly fat, we know they're more prone to, to develop cancer. Mm-hmm. We know that... More prone to develop everything. They're, they're more... It's absolutely right. And that we know that as inflammation continues in your body, cancer becomes that end result. It's the ultimate expression of a, of a forest fire gone wild. And so the earlier you begin to battle that inflammatory signaling process with agents like Ave, uh, and I think Ave is so important because whether you're battling cancer now or have had a history of cancer or a history of metastasis, this is a great ingredient. Um, Ave just, it, it's the, the, the data is compelling that it says, you know what? You're going to reduce your risk of progression on, you know, several of the metastatic cancers when you use Ave on a daily basis. And then the other point is, is that if you're someone who's insulin resistant or you're diabetic or you're suffering from autoimmunity, You've got to look to things that are going to quell those fires of inflammation because that's what's creating progression in those autoimmune disorders. And so when you use what I loved about um, Ave, oh, hey, Jim, Jim, hold on, hold on. Jim, using it in my practice. Jim, we have a lot of people on it. Jim, hold on just a minute. We're running up to the bell of the hour. Give out a telephone number. You've got an offer here. Uh, there's a, oh, the, the 1 800 number. Right. You That's, guys have the one eight hundred number. We sure do. It's one eight hundred eight one nine six five six zero. That's one eight hundred eight one nine six five six zero. And we had a caller who wanted to ask a question of both of uh, you, Doctor Whitaker, and, and uh, Doctor Laval. Say hello and welcome. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, uh, Say. If one is allergic to wheat germ, uh, is that phenomenon still in existence regarding this particular fermented product then, or does it What do you think, Jim? Allergic to wheat. Now, do you have, what type of, of a, if, if it is a gluten allergy, it is gluten free. If, if it is, you have a true allergy to wheat germ, I, you know, I would be concerned of you taking it yeah. if it's a if it's a hypersensitivity reaction, meaning it's an anaphylactic reaction. Um, Do you know what kind of reaction you have? No, just feeling pretty unpleasant. <laughs> feeling okay, unpleasant. and that is feeling unpleasant after eating wheat products. Is that correct? Well, just wheat germ itself. You know, I'd like to eat it. Uh, it tastes good, but uh, uh, me, there's only one. There's only one way. The fermentation is going to change the molecular structure of this form of wheat germ. Uh, You don't have an allergy that that sounds at all dangerous. The only thing I can recommend is try this. It kind of tastes like wheat germ and try this to see if there is uh, uh, an alteration in the way you feel. Okay? I imagine it would have shown... You can safely give it a try. Yeah. The the work up to now probably would have uncovered the the existence of some allergic remnant in there. Well, maybe maybe not. They may not have tested IgG or IgM reactions, which are more like food intolerance reactions. If all you did was add a skin prick or an IgE test, 
that may not uncover your sensitivity, so you may want to consider that. Okay, but I would think that you don't have the allergy uh, reaction uh, that would uh, make this a uh, food that would be stimulatory uh, to, uh, you know, uh, a debilitating degree. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I would suggest giving it a try. And I would bet, in your case, from what you told me, I would bet that you don't have, you're not going to have a reaction to this. But if you do, then you can't take it. But only you are going to be able to tell that, and you can test it very easily. It's I worth can tell, the test. I, I can tell you, out of the, the, the literally hundreds of boxes of, that we've used in our clinic, we've maybe had only one or two people that couldn't tolerate it, and it was mainly the test or the taste of it. And, and that included people who had fairly intolerant bowels, you know, people who've been decimated by chemotherapy in terms of their colon function. So it's very well tolerated. So I, I'm pretty comfortable, as Dr. Whitaker said, uh, is for you trying it. And that number that we gave, Sig, will actually uh, uh, give you a free sample. Yeah, so there, there you, go. you go. Thanks a lot. All right. Okay, Sig. give that number again. It's 1-800-819-6500. That's 819-6560. Get a free sample of Ave, a fermented wheat that has enormous potential in cutting down the inflammation that we're experiencing and improving our natural immunity. A lot of disease. Thanks a lot, Jim. Thank you. You're listening to Healthy Talk Radio worldwide, whenever and wherever you need us at HealthyTalkRadio.com. Now, here's Julian Whitaker, MD, America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray. Our lines open. America's Wellness Doctor Julian Whitaker, MD, joining us today. It's toll free, no matter where you're listening to us at one eight hundred three zero seven three zero zero two. Some really cool uh, Canadian research uh, published just yesterday in the Archives of Internal Medicine, confirming once again. But I suspect you already know this, uh, Doctor Whitaker. Lifestyle works. They took a look at uh, over twenty six hundred people at high risk of heart attacks. Some with diabetes. Some with the pre-existing heart problems found that if the doctors regularly uh, focused on a patient's lifestyle, it made a difference. Oh, voila. <laughs> you know, it is, that's a voila. People don't know how to spell that. It's V-I-O-L-A, voila. And what it means is this is what I have been doing literally, Deborah, for 30 years. I know. I know. We bring patients into Whitaker Wellness, sit them down in a big room, we feed them every day, three meals, under my supervision. We exercise and we go through all these uh, neat therapies with hyperbaric and EECP, but it's the lifestyle, which I started with, and it's the lifestyle, which is one of, if not the most powerful medical therapy that I use with patients with pretty serious disease. And the interesting thing about lifestyle is becoming used less and less. I see patients coming in with 4, 6, 8, 12, 16 prescription medications. I've never seen that before. But now it's almost like the docs have gone psychotic and schizophrenic. I sat in front of a man my age, a little belly fat, a little bit of diabetes, some high blood pressure and heart disease, he was taking 24 oh prescription drugs. It took oh. my breath away. Oh, my goodness. Just to look at his chart. And when you can only, if all you did was just get people to take a walk after meals, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, change their diet. Uh, just a little exercise would be better than what this is. What was going on with this individual? It's insane. I don't see. I, I honestly, Deborah, I don't understand how or why the public puts up with it. Yeah, we Not should be. one study has been produced to show that the combination of any drugs right. is beneficial. Not one. You talk about lack of science. Once you get two or three drugs working together, you can throw all of your science out the window because you've got inter- drug interactions that nobody even is aware of. Ten or more, 99% increase of, of, of risk of, of having interactions just from the medications mm. alone. Well, our thanks to Dr. Whitaker. Our thanks to each and every one of you. If you missed anything, join us online. You can listen to Dr. Whitaker again. It's archived for two weeks, HealthyTalkRadio.com. I'm Deborah Ray reminding you to live long, stay healthy.